He keeps himself in trim by bending bars of iron. This bar is the genuine article which we tested before he began to play with it. Beyond the bend. Beyond the bend. All right, Dave Nisbet, welcome to the show, man. Right on. Thanks for having me on. All right, so you're a very special guest because you're probably the first person to ever reach out to me and just say some kind words about the show. So that was awesome. And you're also the winner of uh, the most 60D nails bent in one minute at 10 nails, which is also awesome. And um, I want to know who was the first person you uh, saw bend some steel? Yeah, so I really didn't come into it like a lot of the guys. I didn't really even see anybody bend it. So the first time I'd heard about it is I went to, uh, there's a local guy named Jay Cameron, and he is just this monster gender dude, and he did a grip seminar. And so me and a couple buddies, we went to go check it out. And one of the guys there, my, my buddy Ian said, hey, like this guy over here bends nails. And I was just, you know, like most guys, like, all right, that's kind of strange, but that's kind of cool. It's really impressive. You know, he, you see, when you go to those places uh, at these gyms, a lot of real big, strong looking guys. And this guy was kind of pretty lean and I was a little bit surprised by that. So I didn't think anything of it. And then fast forward, probably four years later and COVID hits. And so like a lot of people and spending a lot of time in my house, in my garage, and there was just a big bucket of nails in my garage. I still have, there's a few hundred nails in there. I was like, oh, you know, some guys bend nails. And so knowing nothing about the sport, I just, uh, I started bending nails. I have a little piece of leather and bend it. And it's like, okay, so now I'm bending nails. That's kind of cool. And then I reached out to my, my buddy that told me about the other guy. And then I went, he's like, no, you got to get, those aren't what you're supposed to do. You got to get an Ironman Iron bag. And so like most guys, the Ironman bag came in and uh, that was kind of my first start into it. And then I reached out onto Instagram to Jaden McGenski, like a lot of guys do and actually started learning the sport a little bit from there. And then I think I just searched on uh, CastBox, the podcast app that I was looking looking to use at the time. And that's how I came across you and your show. And so I didn't really ever see anybody for the longest time. And I was just kind of trying to figure it out on my own and from what I could get from guys over Instagram. So, so it's kind of a different start than a lot of guys. I never got to actually see anybody do it and kind of have my mind blown, but uh, just came, came into it that way. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. Man. Yeah. It's, yeah. So you did the exact same thing I did, uh, okay. except when I went to search for the podcast, there wasn't any. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I uh, kind of pulled the community and they were like, oh, that would be awesome. So I had wanted to do a podcast uh, for a long time, but everything I had considered doing a podcast about, there was about 2000 already uh, sure, yeah. podcasts for it. So this was a, a real perfect situation getting into something that I really... Uh, feel passionate about that also is niche enough where there hasn't been a podcast yet for it it's super niche you know it's one of the few things that you can find a tutorial and almost anything on youtube you can find a dozen tutorials but you try and look for some bending specific stuff and you're not finding that on youtube right you got to get it through the grip board or something like that right like it's it's a very niche sport still and so that's that's part of what kind of makes it so fun yeah and even the stuff that's on youtube uh, I'm discovering stuff now because I know who the players are and stuff sure. is uh, I could not find any of that when I was just looking for nail yeah. bending, you know, or whatever, yeah. like I, 
there's there is a lot on YouTube, but you wouldn't just find it if you're just searching as a complete amateur, you know? Exactly. And that that was me, man. And that's why uh, Instagram has been so helpful in your podcast, because it's, you know, it kind of takes total noob, which I was, and at least pushes you in the right direction. Right. So it, uh, it was pretty cool. Pretty cool in that way. Yeah. So, yeah, it's that's been fun. Awesome. So, yeah. So back four years ago, when you saw the guy at the grip seminar, did he bend mm-hmm. the nail or you just heard that he bent nails? No, that was it. So I just heard. So, so just my friend Ian, it just said, Hey, like, I know this guy, actually, I think he bought a piece of his artwork. Um, you know, he did scrolling and stuff and he just, cool. just mentions like, Oh, this guy bends nails. And, and that was, that was it. So I just went in the back of my mind and went, okay, so there's some dudes out there bending, bending metal. That sounds kind of neat. And he just got filed away until COVID hit. And then I was looking for some more ways to work my grip because I need to work on that for strongman competitions. It's a weakness that I have. And, and it's definitely helped with that. So it's been uh, it's been a big part of that. It's it's really helped. That's real cool. So mm-hmm. from you're one of a, a monster for a beginner. You're already on the Harito board with a six inch uh, A2. Um, yeah, you also well. bent a red nail with like very little uh, reps under your belt, I think. So yeah. how long was it from when you received the Iron Mind bag of nails to when you could first put down a red nail? Uh, it was it was a little bit actually so I got them I'm trying to remember when I ordered the bag but it was it was quite a few months ago and actually right off the bat I, I worked with Dave Whitley for about a month or so just getting some insight and stuff he's a very very knowledgeable guy and so the most I'd ever done is big thick uh, pads and that was it so then I kind of just put it away for a while and I'm nowhere close to this and just kept plugging away with some smaller stuff 60ds grade five and then one day I just went and just hammered on it and went whoa, like, you know, that feeling when you go, I can't do this and you start going and it starts melting in your hands. Like, okay, now I can do this. Right. So it's, it it took a few months, probably I would say three and a half or four months, but then that was kind of, once I did that, I was able to go on a bit of a tear and and I built up a lot of momentum after that bend. So I really kind of got into her after that. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Uh, The the, working with Whitley, was that like a uh, remote pro, like a online coaching thing? Yeah, yeah, it was. So with him, I did a little different than some other guys have with him, from my understanding. I just I just looked him up and reached out and we um, we figured something out. And yeah, so he very knowledgeable guy. We just would go back and forth on email a little bit here and there. So I know he's very, very hands on with some clients. And I think he offers a really good product to a lot of people out there. I think a lot of people yeah. learned to lock him in. So um, he'd be a really interesting guy, I think, for you to have on the show. Yeah, he's one. Uh, it's just a scheduling thing. I've been in talks okay, yeah. with him, and uh, eventually we'll get him for sure. Yeah, he's a he's, he's a monster. Sure. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that some of the uh, I feel like the uh, per- current performing strongmen somehow like I don't know if they if it's just me or but I don't think they get in the discussion enough as like the elite benders, but they they can really bend too, man. Yeah, it seems to be that way. And like, I, I, as the newbie here, I don't really know too many of the big performing strongman names. Just my experience for the most part has been guys that I've learned through your show. Right. And so a lot of these performing guys, I, I don't even, I don't even know of them. Right. I'm sure a lot of guys do, but I'm not familiar with the name and it'd be, it'd be neat to see what they can do. Cause I know there's some monsters out there. Oh yeah, no doubt. So Take me through your, uh, obviously a pretty athletic guy. So did you grow up playing sports and what, what was your, uh, athletic experience before you got into bending? 
Yeah, I've I've had a long uh, life of, of sports, nothing too crazy high level, but I was born into a family of freak athletes. My parents are in their 60s still and doing Ironman, so I don't know if you know what an Ironman triathlon is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah so for those people out there that don't know, it's a four-kilometer swim, 180-kilometer bike, and then a full marathon at the end. And they've, between both of my parents, they've done like two dozen or something Ironman. So I was fortunate to have a lot of opportunity growing up to get involved in sports. Like I've been... I'm 35 now. I've been playing hockey since I was five years old and then uh, started wrestling when I was younger and did that for a few years and rugby and football and kickboxing. And then I started getting a lot more into the weights in my early 20s. And that's kind of what led me to where I am now. So, yeah, I've been fortunate to have a, a long life of, of sports. So, yeah, it's been it's been fun. This came a little more naturally to me, maybe I, I would think just because of my background. Um, but it's hard to say. Yeah. Right on. And you're a uh, current competing strongman with a, uh, a meet coming up on the November 7th, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I'm just uh, in the peak right now for uh, another strongman competition. I've been doing strongman for just a little over a year. So I'm really new to that community as well. And just uh, fall in love with that sport. And I uh, the powerlifting background before that. I did some competitions over a period of years there. Um, then had a little shoulder injury and had to back off of that sport. And then Kind of was in limbo for a bit, just lifting lots. And then uh, a friend of mine from work, he said, you know, I, I run a strongman competition and you should come check it out. So me and my buddy Rory, who I did powerlifting with, he was kind of done with that sport too. And we both kind of hit uh, hit uh, strongman head on and been doing that ever since. So it's been, it's a really, really neat sport. I really like that one. There's a lot of various aspects. Like, you know, there's a lot of guys that can lift a ton of weight just by being efficient in their movement. But a lot of that gets weeded out in strongman a lot of it is just you got to be got to be really strong in a lot of very different ways and I think that's maybe why I became so interested in bending is just it's the same kind of idea right like there's there's no room for weakness you got to be strong you know like I've heard you talk about a lot of guys refer to like farmer strength right or that old man toughness like you got to be you got to have that you can't just waltz through this kind of sport so yeah, yeah it's, it's I, been really interesting. I love that man uh yeah, that's really, as soon as I got into bending, like, and uh, not only personally doing it, but just seeing the guys out there at the top level, I mean, yeah. and along with all the grip stuff, I mean, if you can pinch 245s, you're a strong bastard, <laughs> like, yeah, you know, it's as, ridiculous as, being able to do that, like, and just yeah. the, the feats these guys are doing blew my mind, and it's like something I don't know why it like rocked my whole psyche as much as it did. Like, cause you know, I'd seen people, you know, squat a ton of weight and deadlift a ton of weight or whatever, but there's just something like maybe just cause it's, I could attempt to go do that. You know, I can't yeah. go grab two forty fives and realize I can't do that, you know, like without yeah, yeah. injury. And For maybe sure. that, maybe there's some aspect to that because it's like, you can safely attempt these things these guys are doing because it's essentially just picking something up off the ground um, using your grip. Uh, but man, it's, I was just like, poof, there's like a whole nother level of like uh, oh. maniacs out here, you know? <laughs> oh, it's crazy. Yeah. The whole, the whole grip community itself is just so impressive. Like I'm, I've always been interested in grip, but you can see I have really stumpy little fingers. And so the grip world was not something I ever thought I had a chance in just because I can't grab around stuff very well. But seeing what some of these guys can do is just astounding. Like, you know, I coming from powerlifting, I've seen some guys do some real big deadlifts, real big squats, big benches. And of course, that's impressive. 
but just seeing the way that some guys can lift weight with just the way these little pin scripts or a lot of the feats that they're doing is, is just very, very interesting. And it's really, really humbling to see how powerful these guys are. And it's gives you another, a whole new world of goals. So yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool. It's a really cool little niche. Yeah. Uh, former guest, Adam glasses, uh, right. 45 pound plate curl comes to mind from this week. Oh, which it's crazy. Completely insane. I mean, yeah. like, yeah. I, Again, I, you know, just to see what that would feel like, I went over and grabbed the 45 and just like, it, I knew it was impressive, but it was that much more impressive when I had yeah, the weight. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. <laughs> it's just, I know. I know. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. He's a very strong dude for sure. So what's a normal week of training looking like for, uh, for you these days Are you're peaking for your strong man? And yeah. Yeah. So right now I'm just, yeah, like it's a three meet static lift, uh, strong man competition. So it's a little different than a lot of them. A lot of the ones you see on world's strongest man or, uh, the Arnold classic, they, there's a lot more and they tend to be more diet or not like more movement based one. However many reps you can hit in 60 seconds or anything like that. But this one is called a static competition. So it's, Similar to powerlifting, where you get three attempts to lift the biggest weight you can of whatever implement that you're using. And so it's a different type of training now. It's it's a lot more, I don't want to say similar to powerlifting, but it's just structured a bit more um, in that way. So I'm training probably about four times a week. I wish I had a little more time, but it, it's tough for family. So getting it in when I can. Um, but usually I'm probably about eight hours to 10 hours a week where I'm training or rehabbing. Um, it's broken down. The days are broken down by the lifts. Uh, generally, I train probably pretty similar to that, but it's a lot broader range of, of lifts or exercises that I'm doing. So it's just basically a little more specific these days. But um, yeah, looking forward to the competition for sure. It should be fun. And what three events is it again? So it's a weird one. So this it's uh, an axle deadlift from the floor, which is a lot. The axle deadlift is another humbling implement. Um, it's very tricky because there's no flex to the bar as you, most guys that have deadlifted, once you get, depending on the bar, Depending on the bar, when you get to about four or 500 pounds, you start to get a bow in that bar. And that makes it a little bit easier because uh, you have more slack off the ground. And you're actually further off the ground when you start to actually pull that weight. But there's no movement on an axle bar. Plus, it's a little bit thicker as well. And so that, that your center of gravity is thrown off a little bit. You have to pull back a lot more to keep it over your center line. And so it's, it's a very tricky lift. Uh, so there's the axle deadlift. There's something called the block press. Um, it's probably about two feet by 18 inches by another foot or so in, in area. And you have to pick this big steel block off the ground, clean it, and then press it overhead. It's actually pretty dangerous because there's no handles or anything. It's so when you get the, you get 200 pounds overhead of steel block, if you're not locked out properly, like it's, it's pretty sketchy. So that's an interesting lift. And then the last one's just rolling thunder, which um, I'm sure most of your guests are familiar with. So just working on. Working oh yeah, on for sure. Yeah. Yeah, so it should be fun. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Uh, what was it again? So you're a very knowledgeable guy. You've been helping me behind the scenes with uh, this stuff. So let's talk about something that I think a lot of guys with the mentality of bending struggle with because okay. we're intense and insane. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about... Uh, the rest and recovery. And we, we talked about this recently, but let's just shed some light on it because something I'm trying to practice and let's just get into the importance of uh, recovery. Oh, it's man. It, it's, it's huge. Um, it is something that we all struggle with myself included. Like it's, it's 
you know, I, I'm dealing with some tendonitis that is due to not being able to put bends down, got a little addicted to it and hammered on it too much and you build up some tendonitis, but like that rest is so important. Uh, nutrition and rest is often underlooked. You can't out train a bad diet. And there's no point in doing any of it if you, you're not sleeping properly and you're not recovering. Um, obviously there are a lot of different ways to train. Uh, so, I mean, you can hit, like I know Bud was talking about being able to train almost every day if you're training different facets and that's, that's for sure, especially for a guy like him, he's an absolute monster, but most of us that aren't absolute monsters like Bud, we, we need to be able to rest, we need to be able to recover. Um, if our muscles are fatigued, um, there's no point in just keep hammering on them because you're not gonna get the, process, the progress you could and you're risking injury. And it's just, um, it took me a long time to figure this out. Uh, not that I figured it out on my own, but you know, I've done a lot of reading. I've, I've been fortunate to work with some very experienced coaches and. And that's what everyone seems to come back to is you got to be rested. You got to be recovered and you got to, got to feel your body with proper nutrients to be able to recover as well. Um, otherwise, yeah, if you're, if you're burning the cattle at both ends, man, that's, that's when injuries start happening. Yeah. It's such a, a tough mental game. You, yeah. you got to put you like, yeah. I think, um, you know, if you're, uh, whatever crazy enough to get into spiel bending you have a certain level of intensity about you and you sort of believe that uh like maybe you're tougher than your your body can withstand or something you know and then you're left with uh being out of bending for a couple days or weeks or whatever and yeah, it's like yeah. it's just such an important thing to uh keep in mind and if i was talking to somebody new i would definitely stress the uh rest because you feel some steel move in your hands. That's a good feeling, man. And then uh, if you overdo it, you're going to just be out longer, you know? Oh, absolutely. That's, and that's kind of where I'm sitting too. I've had to back off bending quite a bit now to prep for this competition, just because my, my forearms can't handle the bending and the rolling thunder training. So yeah, like I, I would definitely give that advice. Listen to your body, but actually listen to it. Cause it's very easy to say, yeah, you know, I shouldn't train today, but I always found a reason to get out to the garage and do some kind of something, but yeah, like that, that just comes with, I think maybe being a mature uh, lifter, mature uh, bender, all that kind of stuff is that you need to listen to your body a little bit more and just, especially the more intense you get, right. Cause you're not going to be able to go hundred percent every day on a good day, even, especially if you're not rested up for it. So yeah, it's very important. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. So on a normal bending workout prior to your peaking for the uh, strong man, what would be a normal workout? What would that look like for you? Did you do, you start off with a couple 60 Ds or something like that to warm up and then go from there? Or? Yeah, I mean, it depends. Uh, being, it's kind of cool for me because I'm being so new. Like it was almost like every guest that I would hear you have on, I would want to do something that they're doing. Like, you know, I, I bought some horseshoes, but you know, I, I was listening to, I believe it was Amir was talking about snapping a horseshoe and I'm like, okay, well today that's my workout. Right? I'm going to try and do that. But I do think that I got pretty good at uh, warming up properly. Like I know Jaden, who's an absolute monster. He said that he was able to jump right into big bends, but I'm a little older and a little less, well, a lot less experienced. Um, and so, yeah, 60 Ds, maybe some yellow nails, depending uh, what I'm going for is my goal that day. And I like to slowly work up. Um, maybe it's from all my training in the past that I've been able to get to a point where I can go fairly hard for a pretty long time. So I really try not to rush the warm ups. Cause I know I will have the gas in the tank as I work up to a real big, a real big bend or a real big lift. And so just take your time, make sure you're in a good position uh, to do that. I use mace balls. I find they're really, really good. Like the big uh, 
maces to warm up my shoulders, some kettlebell swings, uh, lots of band work, band pull-aparts, just to make sure that your shoulders are opened up and everything, because that's one thing I found as well, like, is if you're having a very immobile day, you're going to have a really bad bending day. Your shoulders, your scapulas, everything needs to be in good working order or else you're really, you're putting yourself in a position for injury as well with, with that respect too. If you're jammed up and your scapulas can't move properly and you start trying to compensate for poor mobility with just gritting down a little more with your muscles and tendons, that, that's another way to get injured too. Yeah, yeah. So, I think you yeah. made a really good point there too about not rushing the warm up because yeah. that's something I'm guilty of. And as I hear you say it, that like makes so much sense, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't know, it's a big part of any athletic stuff, especially this, because we, it's, bending's really cool, because if, you know, if you start feeling something not going well, you can always back off of it, you're not in a terrible position, like, if you were to have 500 pounds in your back for a squat or something like that, but still, it's very easy, because if you just bet, lean into something too hard, you can easily tear something, right, like, you gotta, you gotta be careful for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, let's talk about uh, motivation because that uh obviously it takes as i've said a little certain level of intensity to even yeah. grab a steel bar and try to bend it but uh yeah. just take me into let's talk about your motivation for the strongman stuff and powerlifting and you know let's break it down for me uh motivate yeah i so i've always enjoyed lifting weights when i was young motivation was to try and get big and strong like you see dudes in movies right you see enough arnold stuff growing up you want to put a muscle like him um, so I started lifting weights at a young age, just motivated maybe to get some more muscle on me. I was always a really, really small guy, um, which was very beneficial. I guess it was beneficial. I found wrestling because there's a weight category for everyone. Right. So, um, being a small guy, I wanted to get stronger in my weight category. I wanted to get stronger, being able to wrestle up against guys. And so I started lifting weights younger. My brothers both enjoyed a little bit of weightlifting, uh, especially my one brother, he's they're, they were absolute monster wrestlers too, actually, both better than I was. And so we got to work out a bit growing up, which is kind of cool. And then as I got older, I decided I wanted to get in the fire department, which is where I'm working now. And so my motivation changed was I need to get real strong to get on that job because where I am, we we're fortunate to have a world-class fire department. And so there's a lot of people to compete against just to get on, just to get that job. It's a year-long process. So my motivation um, and focus was for that, to be as strong as I could, because you got to beat everyone else to get that job. You don't just got to hit a certain level and you're, you're on, you got to beat everyone else. So I was motivated for that. And then as I got on the fire department, um, I wanted to get stronger for my job. Uh, we go into some pretty hairy situations and having that confidence to know that you are physically fit, but also quite strong is, is very helpful. It really drops your anxiety if you know you're going into a, a big event of sorts. So that was a lot of my motivation and that's what kind of led me into powerlifting a bit is all right so deadlift is a good movement I know that's supposed to work my whole body and so I started learning how to deadlift and then I go okay so there's a sport involved in this and it just it just kind of went from there man and now my motivation is to just still continue to be as strong as I can but in more different different ways which is why I've enjoyed strongman and especially bending like it's it's been really neat to find the kind of strength is, is crazy that some of these guys have bending so it's, it's been humbling and i just motivated to try and keep doing that i just want to get stronger and stay healthy for as long as i can yeah man i yeah. agree for sure that's awesome yeah. and uh, yeah yeah it is it's fun it's fun way awesome. to live your life man <laughs> it's good yeah. to have goals and i don't know i don't know how you feel but like i, I guess uh, having goals is a big thing too 
um, I find it very hard to just spin the tires, right? And so that's why I guess I started competing in strength sports is you set a goal and you go for it, right? Now, whether it's to hit your first 500, 600 pound deadlift, whether it's to compete in a competition, whether it's to bend your first red nail or or whatever it is, right? There's there's so many options we have in our hands. And so set a goal and just work hard for it. And it feels pretty good to hit it. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, my wife said like, you're only happy if you're like beating something <laughs> or something Ooh. one day, you know? And it's just like, yeah. I don't know. And I feel like that, that accumulated with age too. Like I, I, as a kid, to be honest, I wasn't all that competitive. Like I, it's like, for me, um, you know, I grew up skateboarding and stuff like yep. that. That's not, that's not a super competitive type thing really, but I was always very internally competitive, you know, like I was, I literally skated like a full-time job, for like, yeah, yeah, that's awesome, actually. like eight hour day, sunset to sunrise, you know, yeah. like, uh, but I still do it a little bit with my son. Anyone that follows me on Instagram awesome. will see a little bit here or there, but, uh, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, once I got into, I always wanted to do martial arts. And then once I found martial arts, um, that's when the competitive drive really, really kicked in and it had just, just accumulated over time. Like when I, like a lot of people, when I started jujitsu, I was like, oh, you know, this is just fun. Like, I don't think I'm going to compete or anything like that. And then give it some time. And then I was like chomping at the bit to compete. And then you get a good couple of good performances and, uh, then that fuels the fire even more. So for, for me, it's definitely just been like a, a gradual process to where like now I just, I love it so much, you know, like, and it's, I just sure. am constantly just want, you know what, Joe Rogan had a good quote about like, about constantly conquering his inner bitch or something like that. Yeah, that, that I yes, love that, that quote, man. That's yeah, <laughs> good. I yeah. love that quote. It's like, that's all that's what it comes down to is like am i uh, am i as hard as i think i am you know like and it's like just trying to push <laughs> that's it yeah i think he says something else along the lines of he trains and imagine he wants to be the hardest motherfucker to kill i believe yeah. is one of his quotes is uh, is, he says yeah i know he's he's got a good mindset he's he's, he's good that way yeah but it's was, the competition's fun man like i i you know, there's a lot of people that don't, they just want to get into the gym and, and get stronger. And that's really cool. And I, like all the power to them, I think everyone should, but yeah, it's just, if you find something you're passionate about, it's just really kind of fun to test your metal against similar minded people in that way, you know, um, yeah. and some people you'll do well and you'll feel good to, to beat them. And then other people are going to humble you and smoke you. And that's, that's part of it too. Like it's important to be super humble, especially in all these sports, because there's always somebody bigger and better and tougher than you. So so take all those things as lessons, right? Look what someone else can do. And instead of being sad that you can't do it, go, all right. So that, that's a good goal right there. What does this guy do to make him better than me and learn from it, right? Like there's yep. so much knowledge and so many strong and powerful people out there. Try and learn from them. Yeah, definitely. It, in yeah. the end, it really is just a competition with yourself. Uh, and it is, that's yeah. the only true thing that will, uh, bring you any sort of happiness is comparing yourself to yourself yesterday or however people say it. But the other thing I like too, is like, I don't, there are, you know, David Horn does his grappling or does his, uh, uh, steel bending and breaking competitions and stuff. But I feel like even though everybody is very, uh, uh, there's a lot of camaraderie within bending and, uh, everybody's cool. I think there's a, 
an inherent competition among everybody to just go bigger and shorter and just always sure. like if some if someone does you know like uh whatever like a, a red nail at five and a half inches i know a few days later potentially or a week later someone's gonna cut it to five inches you know and then i just like that the the culture is always progressing in in a sort of like a friendly competitive way you know totally yeah it's, it's really neat that way for sure yeah that's what i think was kind of interesting about the horito certs is that you know one guy hit an a2 and he goes okay the next guy goes well i'm gonna hit it a little bit shorter and get a cert for that so exactly what you were saying it's, it's kind of neat like it's it's a respectful one-upmanship i suppose in that way while at the same time being a very very supportive community yeah exactly yeah so and you, nice people oh sorry go ahead man. Interrupt okay me. um you did the harito at six inches right yeah iron yeah. mind pads i know the harito pads harito pads yeah yeah nice. they're they're awesome i really like those yeah yeah so that's a that's a big really really good band uh did you take me through the uh harito bolts did you work up from the 4.8 and uh do the yeah. 8.4 and all that nice. yeah i did yeah just one e they came in one evening and i was like yeah okay i'm gonna wait a couple days i i think i trained that day and said i'll give it a give it a couple days to rest up and then they came in and i looked at them and went not a chance no i gotta get on these so yeah i think i i did them in in the progression and i i hit it and then i just chopped it down and hit that and then i was like okay let's give the the bigger, I believe it's the 8.8 comes after and yeah. just didn't budget, man. Like that's, that's all. I didn't realize the giant step up at that point when, okay, that's a goal for many months from now. Cause that thing is, I couldn't even touch it. Very, very like, so props to you. I believe you had just, you brace bent that one just recently. Is that right? Yeah. 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 So that's amazing, is, man. I cut it to five inches inspired by Don and, <laughs> and, and wow. brace that thing. And, uh, very the way impressive. it's been working for me recently is like I go to bed and then like some some perspective bend pops into my head and then I have trouble sleeping because I just like <laughs> have decided I've committed yeah. myself to this thing that I want to do. And depending on how beat up I am, it's like I got to wait a couple of days to attempt it. But I definitely lost sleep over that one. And yeah, thanks. Thanks for bringing that one up. <laughs> that, yeah, that's I'm awesome. You, you've come a long one. way recently, man. It's crazy. Your your brace bending is really taken off. It's kudos to you, man. That's awesome. Yeah, that's it. I put a post the other day, and I I hope uh, people saw it and and take it into consideration. And as I, I and Don mentioned this on the episode too, and Adam too, is this sport is so cool because yeah, we can double over and get the get on the iron the red nail roster and that's awesome but to stay healthy and stay tendonitis free and injury free and everything like that you really should you know it's instead of just hammering in this one direction you know do some double under do some reverse do some brace bend bend a horseshoe bend a long bar you know bend a mid bar <laughs> do some snapping like that there's enough to like keep interested in this and i've i've been just doing my best to try to do a little bit of everything. It's just kept me so interested. And ultimately with that, with some, the exception of some skin issues, uh, <laughs> injury free, thankfully. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Well, that's good. Yeah. It's, there's so many facets to this little niche and it's, it's, it's a lot of fun to learn them and, it, and it's humbling too, right? Like I got reasonable, a double overhand fairly quickly. And uh, I still think that's my favorite, but then you start branching on the other ways and just hitting the reset button. 
right? Like yeah. it's, yeah. And so that's, I, I've taken a heart with those guys said as well. And, and Don is just so knowledgeable and such a nice guy too. And so it's, you got, when guys like that say that, you got to listen to them. They know what they're talking about. Because yeah, yeah. tendonitis is not super fun. You want to dodge <laughs> that at all costs. It really slams the brakes on training. So, oh yeah. They keep yeah. healthy for sure. Yeah, it's like, yeah, everybody seems to have two of the styles that are pretty good and then one that's not so good. And for me, reverse is terrible, man. That is, is that a right? tough, tough style for me. I can, yeah. I can double under pretty well. I, I was actually thinking of maybe trying to do some bolts uh, double under here one of these days, but uh, reverse is, is terrible. I actually got uh, Adam suggested, I get, um, I forget what it's called, but it's like a thing. Oh, that yeah, yeah. I ordered yeah, I have one of those, those as well. They're, they're yep. great. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to practice yeah. my positions on those. <laughs> For sure. They're, you have they're one really of those? neat. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I got the just the 60 kilogram one. I saw it on the, like most guys saw it in Raspberry 8th, and I was like, oh, I better yeah. get that then. But yeah, it's, it's a really good training tool just for creating that tension, right? Which is any good bending position um, or any strength sport as well. A lot of that comes down to being able to create muscular tension, right? And you just yeah. load those muscles up so you can explode into whatever you're you're trying to lift or bend or do, right? So that's that's a really neat one for being able to teach your body to create tension in very strange ways for sure. Nice. Yeah, and, I like that. And you are one of the few guys, so I guess there's probably more growing now. Uh, but you snapped a horseshoe, right? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. It was like I said after I, I listened to that Amir podcast of yours, I just Grabbed one and I was just, uh, I was actually at the lake lot with my family and I was just kind of walking around. I put a, a bend in it and spun it around. And then I was just yeah. walking around with my, my little guy trying to parent and bend a horseshoe at the same time. So it took a little <laughs> longer, but I think I did it in 35 minutes, my first one. And I was just, just walking around and, but yeah, it, it's, it was, that's a pretty satisfying feeling for sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. So did you, you were, did you close it with your legs each time or what was the technique on that one? So that, and that's part of why it took me a little longer is trying to figure out how the heck to do it. And the leather kept slipping off because I didn't have it on there too tight, but I, I basically, um, I bent it to 180 degrees and then went for the leg close and basically just got it halfway to uh, heart shape. And so with that one piece that was flopped over, I would, I would either pull it apart basically like my technique was terrible. I didn't know what I was doing, but I would get it up by my chest and just try and pull it apart, like almost a reverse double overhand and then I would just close it at chest tight and eventually I got up to the point where I would do it on the side like I was try trying to snap a piece and so I'd open it up that way and then close with my legs I was getting fatigued so yeah more of the story I guess is it was with no special technique at all I was just oh, trying to and that's what I think has been kind of fun about bending too is is just try and find your own techniques that work for you and for your body and also you know your, your backgrounds too right and so that that can all come into what's a proper technique. Like I know for horseshoe bending, I do it a little different than most guys on the side. And I think we spoke about this uh, yeah. before, but my understanding with a lot of the, the good benders is they put their, um, their strong arm on the outside of the horseshoe and come across on the inside of the horseshoe and push down and pull up. Whereas I do it the opposite is I have my strong arm on the inside and I reach all the way across to the outside. And I find that for me, Maybe it's background uh, kickboxing or whether it's weightlifting training or whatever it is, but I'm able to create a lot more torque as I pull across my body from, from that far side. So yeah, you just listen to what everyone has to say and then find what works for you. 
Yeah, that's that's part of the reason why I wanted to start doing those bending tips with all the guests and other guys is uh, sure. everybody's just got a little something and sometimes just a little detail can make a big difference, you know, like it's uh, certain times, especially with the brace stuff, I've just changed my hand positioning and um, just gone a little like deeper. Uh, it's hard to explain, but it's just these minute adjustments and then you feel the thing start to move and it's like, so that's why I wanted to make like, like we were saying at the top of the show, there's so little information out there that I wanted to start doing these bending tips for everybody. Yeah, and that's that's super helpful because I like I know just with I have just a small Instagram page that I just throw my training stuff on that I like and you know I've had a few people ask me and reach out to me because they've never seen this the sport or the niche at all and just ask me for any tips and so a lot of times I actually just refer them to you and the uh, the tips that you guys you got all those guys to do because those are some of the strongest dudes in the world at this sport so might as well hear it right from their mouths. Yeah, for sure. Hey, let's. Uh before we get into the medley here, what's one thing that you feel like is now stronger due to your bending experience? Like, do you, uh, is there anything tangible that you felt in your other training that you feel like uh, your uh, grip and tendon strength is now stronger due to bending? Right off the bat, my crush strength, for whatever reason, jumped up through the roof. Um, I've been working on a, uh, Captain a Crush 2.5. I, I'd ordered the two and could close that no problem. Or the 2.5, and I was not able to get you know get it within let's say an inch. That that was it. So I'd actually put that down for months and months. And then I started bending my little um, just the little nails like I was saying at the beginning of the show with no idea what I was doing. Just just from bending little tiny uh, nails within I think it was within one week I was able to close the 2.5 and hold it closed for a few seconds. So. I, I couldn't believe it, man. Like I, I, I don't know what the heck it did to me. I don't know whether it, that's not enough time to toughen up tendons or anything, but maybe just unlocked another gear in my hands. I, I really don't know. Um, my forearms have also grown a significant amount from it quite quickly. Um, so my grip has definitely gone up and again, central nervous training as well. The central nervous system I, I found has helped. Um, like, I don't know when you're doing big lifts, like big deadlifts or big squats or big, um, anything real big overhead, it's quite toxic in your central nervous system as well as your whole body. But what is neat about bending is because although you can go really, really hard at it, I found that it is less taxing on the whole body, a less taxing way on the whole body to be able to build up that central nervous system as well. So I, I found that it's helped with that for me anyways. I don't know if um, other guys have had the same experience, but I've, I found it helpful for that. Nice. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we reached the medley. So rapid fire series of questions, starting with favorite thing to bend. Um, I really am starting to enjoy the horseshoes a lot. That, that's fun. I'm, I'm very low level at that, but that is really satisfying. And I, Bent my first six inch crescent wrench um, about a month or so ago. And that also was really kind of satisfying. So those odd bends I, I find are quite rewarding. Yeah, I like it a lot. Definitely. Hardest thing to bend for you? Uh, hardest thing or hardest style, sorry? Hardest thing, material. Um, that's a good question. As a newbie, it's all pretty hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you know what I would, I would think the longer bars so far are the hardest thing for me. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, uh, I tried a, I think it was a 5.8 at the 36 inch, and I just, I melted that over me, and then I did a, tried to do a 30 inch, and I just, I didn't have it, man. Like, I didn't have the toughness in my legs. Like, it was just, it was just so painful trying to get that. So I would say that the long bars, and yeah, I'll go with that long bars are probably the hardest thing for me right now. Yeah. Uh, strongest bending style for you? Double overhand for sure. Yeah. yeah. Something outside of bending, strength training, and just training in general that you enjoy? Um, well, I have, a, I have a young family, so I just like spending time with them. Um, I like doing a lot of stuff outdoors, uh, whether it's camping or hunting. Um, and I do a lot of photography as well. We photographer, so I like getting out and taking shots. And, yeah. Nice. All right. So what's the one bend that's got away so far? Uh, that'd be the Horito A2 cut down to 5.5. Nice. Yeah, I got it. I got it going. I didn't have any experience with that, that short length. And so I, I worked up that day was cutting down 60 Ds with grade five and they all went. And then the, yeah, I, I got it real close, but I think I just had it to like two, two and a half inches. So I guess not that close. I, I would have liked it closer, but I, it was amazing when I got, I thought I had it and in my head, I, I had it. And then I went for the crush and I crushed and crushed and crushed and it just wouldn't budge. So yeah, it, ex it exposed a weak spot that I can work on. That's, that's the bonus. But yeah, I feel like that one got away because in my head, I thought I had it. Yeah. Those crushes on the shorter pieces are intense. It's great. Like yes. they kink and, and, and go like a, like the longer bars, but man, when they get down to crush, it's brutal. It was very humbling for sure. All right. Who's the strongest person, you know, Oh, that's, that's a tough one. Um, depends what you define as who I know. Like I've worked uh, remote coaching with some very strong guys like Mark Haydock. Um, my current coach is an absolute monster. Um, he, I don't know him personally, just through coaching. Um, if you want to talk local guys, it would probably be either that one grip guy, uh, Jay Cameron, I was talking about. He's a beast of a strong man or another local guy named Ryan Jobs. It's just, uh, he's a beast of a strong man. So unfortunate to him. Yeah, I met a lot of strong dudes. Nice. Yeah. Best piece of advice you were ever given? Um, to do with lifting or just can in be, general? Can be in general or lifting or whatever. Um, I guess overall it, it's, it wasn't given to me specifically, but it was uh, something that I heard is always assume the person that you're listening to knows more than you. So I've, you know, I heard that quote and I went, okay, you know, I kind of have, a, I don't want to say lived that, but held that close to me a long time, that concept, right? There's always, there's always bigger people, stronger people, smarter people than you. So try and learn from them instead of getting up on your ego and thinking, you know, better than everyone. Just, just listen to people and I'm sure you'll probably learn something. Yeah, that's good advice. Yeah, it is. All right. Lastly, what's the funniest reaction a person has had when they find out you spend your time bending nails? Uh, it was my buddy Rory. He, um, I mentioned him earlier, but he, uh, yeah, we, we've done all sorts of strength training together. We got in the fire department together and, you know, we did powerlifting together. We started strongman together and he was over cause I, I have a garage gym, which I'm sitting in now. And he came over to, to train with me cause COVID had everything shut down. And I'd said, you know, Hey man. So like my, my grips come a long way. I, I started bending nails and it wasn't so much like the words he said after I, I found his, just his tone was just, you're 
bending nails, like just in disbelief. <laughs> like, what are you talking about, man? Like, he just yeah. couldn't get on board with it. Hey, eh? and so came over another time and I told him about it again a bit. And now he's now he's hooked. He loves it. But oh, yeah, nice. it's just like just the total disbelief. Like, what are you doing that for? <laughs> I've, yeah, I've uh, experienced some strange ones recently with my son because he's into yeah, it yeah. and will be at the skate park or whatever where other parents are around and he'll just launch into like oh we we were bending nails this morning and snapping nails and all of this and um, the people let's just not even know what we're talking about they're probably For sure. like, yeah, it's, yeah. finger fingernails or something like it's such yeah, a yeah. such a bizarre thing and i always it takes like a, a bunch of explaining where i go oh well i you know got out of jujitsu and then i started improving my grip strength and then i found nail but it's like takes a whole bunch of explaining you know oh for sure like most people just look at you and just go why and then yeah. like all right no don't even worry about it. it's too long to get into right now yeah this is good for you yeah all right in closing who's someone you'd like to see me have on the show um we spoke before i think uh dave whitley would be an interesting guy we'd have on he's a very very knowledgeable strong guy and i'm not sure how much bending he's done but as for grip stuff i think mark Haydock would be a really really interesting one he's just a, an absolute monster in so many facets so he would you know, oh. uh, he'd be a really good guest for sure nice yeah. um how about tips and advice for beginner benders or lifters beginners of all sorts here <laughs> Um, go slow for sure. Do your rehab. Um, like I, I have a, just a metal grasping tool. It's like a metal scraper that you can get off Amazon for 20 bucks. Or, you know, if you want to spend a little more massage guns So take that, take your rehab and your rest seriously. And if you're going to set a goal, find someone who knows how to help get you there. Um, so like, don't get me wrong. It's fun to, to figure stuff out on your own a bit, but you just don't want to risk injury and, if you got a goal, you know, set that goal and find someone that can help you get there. I think is a big thing. There's, there's, as I've said a couple of times, I think there's so much knowledge out there. Um, social media has brought everyone closer. Uh, just reach out and ask someone, right? Like ask for some insight or some help or some direction. Don't be afraid to talk to people and learn from them. Because most people, if you're talking to them about something they're passionate about, they're going to want to talk to you. About it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. Where can people find you on social media and stuff? Uh, just basically do Instagram, uh, caveman.daveman, I believe it is. Um, and that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> Got a personal page, but I would say just, just go to that one there. And that's just, I put some bending stuff up in there and some weightlifting stuff and uh, that'd be the best spot for sure. Nice. Uh, lastly, any events, brands or gear you want to shout out? Uh, yeah, I got um, that one event coming up. It's called Shellshock. It's run by a local company called Misfit. It's a real cool company. I'd like to give uh, my coach a shout out, Antoine, with the Beast Club. Um, they're really cool people that run that. Um, yeah, probably call it there. But yeah, it's, that's about All it, right. man. Awesome. Anything else you want to say in closing? No, just thanks for having me on the show. And just to thank you again, just for, for the podcast. It's really cool. It's helped a newbie like me find find all the place I need to go in this, this, this strange little bending world. And it's been a lot of fun. So yeah, thanks for your influence on the sport. Awesome. All right, man. It was great to talk to you and uh, I will talk to you soon. Okay. Thanks Cody. Take it easy. Mm -hmm.